Welcome to the Gospel Center Pro-Life Podcast. As we've done some training, we thought it would be a good idea to give you guys an idea of what we say to an abortion-minded mom and dad. We're going to do a little role-playing in this episode, so stay with us. I felt your passion, touched your heart. Welcome to the Gospel Centered Pro Life Podcast. Appreciate you guys listening. And uh, we hope the past couple of episodes that we've done with some training has been a blessing to you. Hope it's equipped you guys to be effective out there on the sidewalk. Maybe some of you that are not going out to the sidewalk, maybe it's encouraged you to be involved. A lot of times we don't get involved because we're intimidated. And the way to get unintimidated, a lot of times it's training, right? Yeah. If you're going to go into battle, I can understand being intimidated going into battle. Mm-hmm. And especially if you don't have the proper training and all of that, right? But the more training you get, the more confident you become. And so we hope that this training has been a blessing. And I think we're gonna we're gonna do something maybe a little uh, a little out of the norm. Actually, not maybe, definitely a little out of the norm. We haven't done this yet. We have not. Yeah. We've been encouraged to do it. Mm-hmm. We've I think maybe once or twice in our in-person trainings, we've done some role-playing stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think it is equipping, equipping though. We've, we've had people ask, could you please record a conversation as you're counseling a mom car right. side? Could you yeah. please record that conversation so that we can just kind of listen in on what do you, what do you say? I'm like, well, I, I can't do that. I just don't feel like, I don't feel like it would be the right thing to do yeah. to secretly record a conversation between a woman and then if I were to record it secretly, I'd still want her permission to use it. Right. Um, and if I did that, it would kind of be like a breach of trust. I just I just don't feel good about doing that. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you feel about that. But. Yeah, not with the conversation. I have shared bits and pieces of text right. conversations yeah. that I've had, and I purposely remove all of the identifying pieces yeah. of information yeah because absolutely. it is well what we're saying is it's valuable we get that that would be very valuable but we don't quite know how to do it ethically yeah right yeah and i think maybe this is probably the best we can do yeah just do a little bit of role playing yeah so that's what we're going to do mm-hmm. vicky is going to be the abortion-minded woman mm-hmm. she's talked to uh, maybe thousands of abortion-minded women over yeah. the years. Yeah. So she's got a lot of basis for the conversation, some mm-hmm. of the things that, that they might say. Yeah. And uh, I've got a little bit of experience in talking to abortion-minded women, so I'm going to do the best I can to navigate through the conversation, mm-hmm. try to really center the conversation around the three talking points. Mm-hmm. I am not great at acting and pretending the scenario is something that it's not, so please bear with me if I sound a little weird, a little like, I don't know. I, I, probably just weird. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry about that, but I'm doing the best I can. In a role-playing scenario, it kind of, I don't know, maybe I'm more self-conscious than I need to be about it. But we're going to just do the best we can. Just close your eyes to, and pretend you're out there. Just picture those people screaming at you, taunting you, yeah. giving you the finger. and <laughs> Yeah, sure. Well, I do want to set the scenario for you guys. And it's it's the scenario that we have here in Charlotte where we've got our team on the public sidewalk at the abortion center. Some of you guys who are listening, you've been to the abortion center on Latrobe Drive, and so you've seen the scenario. Some of you guys who are in other parts of the country, other parts of the world, haven't, so you don't know what I'm talking about. But if you can kind of imagine, there's an abortion center. It's a freestanding building. There's a parking lot out in front of the abortion center. There's a public sidewalk, which is where we stand. And then there's a, a road that people drive down to get into the abortion center. Most of the people that stop in a one-on-one conversation are in the vehicle, in a vehicle. So they're not, there's not foot traffic, but I think a lot of the same conversational stuff will apply to those situations as well. But so that's kind of the stage. So we have our, um, our team on the public sidewalk there. We'll have somebody positioned at the driveway, somebody positioned in front of the abortion center calling out, somebody positioned at the other driveway. And then if we have enough people, people positioned around the corner up the road. That's mm-hmm. where a lot of people actually stop and engage there. Mm-hmm. And then we'll have the mobile ultrasound unit. Like we've mentioned before, we have a mobile ultrasound unit. It's an RV. It's like a mobile pregnancy center with a nurse on board, free ultrasound, free pregnancy test available. So that's kind of the the scenario there, and it's normally within the line of sight. So if you 
if you hear me suggesting, hey, once you go over there, that's where over there will be, be in the in the RV. You could apply that same thing to a pregnancy center that's down the road. Hey, why don't you go 10 minutes down the road to the pregnancy center? Mm-hmm. And so, um, so that's kind of setting the stage for what we're going to do in this role play. We might do a couple role playing scenarios. Mm-hmm. Uh, I definitely want to do one with me as the counselor, you as the abortion minded mom, mm-hmm. and then one at with me as the abortion-minded dad, mm-hmm. and then you as a counselor. So okay. so we'll do the one first that you're the abortion-minded mom, and I'm the counselor. And How kind of the, the weird thing about this is actually this is not necessarily terribly typical. You do counsel some women, but oftentimes we have the men counsel the men and the women counsel the women. Yeah. So it's a little bit out of the, our normal um, comfort zone. But well, no, it's well not. you've done more. I encourage men to engage with the women. It's like yeah. if you've got the word of God in you and you've got a relationship with Jesus, yeah. you can you can counsel with them. Yeah. Although uh, I agree in some sense, but yeah. I don't want people to be discouraged at all. Right. You can reach women going into the abortion sure. center as a man and vice versa. Um, but there may be definitely not maybe definitely are things that you will and you won't say right. given the kind of the, the gender differences right. there. Exactly. So. All right. So we'll do our best. Here we are. I wish they had like some music in the background. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like kind of the Mary Melodies music in the background coming to this scenario. <laughs> so here we are at the Latrobe Abortion Center. Vicky. Should that be your name? No. Vicky? I okay. have a special name. Okay, what is it? Faith. Faith. Okay. So But Faith, you don't know that yet. That should be a part of our role playing. It will be. Don't okay. worry. Okay. So there I am on the sidewalk. I have a uh, piece of literature in my hand mm-hmm. and I'm waving it. In the air and moving around frantically. No, I'm not, actually. I'm in a very calm demeanor. I have a mm-hmm. smile on my face. Mm-hmm. I have the literature in my hand, and I have my hand up kind of in a, in a waving slash stop motion. I hate to stop. And then Faith, who I don't know her name yet, right. comes to a complete stop. Yeah. First thing I'm going to say is, I, here, I have some information to give to you. Would you please take this information? Well, what is this? So this is information about your baby. It's information about the help that we have available for you. Do you know oh, your baby I, is I, alive? I don't need this. I don't need this. I, I have to do this. I yeah. have to do this. So. Well, just real quick, before you go, would you at least just take the information? That way you'll have it just in case you need it. Okay. And then I do want to ask you, like, what's brought you here? What makes you feel like abortion is something that you have to do? Uh, uh, where do I begin? Um uh, well, for one thing, my, my boyfriend has said if if I don't uh, have an abortion that he is kicking me out. And I, I, I can't afford yeah. to live in my own place. Okay. So that's, um, you know, yeah, definitely I, I mean, right situation. away, that, that's it. That, that's the main, that's the yeah. main deal. Yeah. And, and how can I have a baby when, you know, he, he doesn't um, he doesn't want the baby? Sure. That, that's not fair. Yeah, right. Absolutely. That's not fair to the baby at all. Yeah, yeah. Do you have family in the area? Are you from this area? No, I'm. I mean, I live. I live with my boyfriend, and I. I don't have anyone. I'm. I'm all alone. Yeah, yeah. Except for him, and he kicks me out. I'm really all alone. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I just want you to know that we have all kinds of help. We have resources available. I just want to first introduce myself. I haven't really gotten to that yet, but my name is Daniel, and okay. I work with a ministry called Love Life. What's What's your name? Uh, my name's Faith. Faith. Wow. That's that's an amazing name. Yeah. Do you faith? Do you believe in God? Do you think there's a God that that made you? Oh. Um. Well. Yeah. 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 I, okay. I think there's probably a God. Yeah. yeah. I'm I'm not really religious though. Okay. So you don't yeah. go to church anywhere in the area? Uh, no. 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 I did when I was a little girl. Okay. Uh, a little kid, but no, not not now. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, faith. Bible calls us to uh, put our faith in the Lord. Hmm. And I know you mentioned that you believe in God mm-hmm. and I believe most people do believe in God. Mm. And uh, the basis of your name, faith implies mm. trust. And I want mm. you to know there is a God that you can trust. And I understand your situation is difficult. Your boyfriend's going to kick you out, at least threatening to kick you out. Yeah. Where's God in that? I mean, if, yeah. if you said I, I can trust God, well, you know, why do you make me pregnant then? Yeah. Well, that's the decision that you made. Now, God in the midst of that can bring good mm-hmm. out of that bad situation, mm-hmm. but you've got to be willing to put your trust in him. Like I mentioned, I work with a ministry called Love Life, and we have resources, we have connections. 
So if that is the case that your boyfriend does kick you out, and it could just be a threat, understand. He could just be threatening mm, to do that and manipulate I don't, You don't know him. Yeah. I, in fact, I'm a little worried about what he would do. Yeah, if, sure. If, if, I, if I don't go in there and have that abortion, I mean, he gave me the money for it. Sure, yeah. He's, he thinks that's what I'm doing right now. Yeah, yeah. He'd probably be, he'd probably be really mad at you if well, he saw you talking to me. Yeah, he, he may be, and I mm-hmm. certainly don't want to put you in danger. So I, want, I wanted to get the literature in your hands. A mm-hmm. friend of mine, Vicki, her number's on the back of there. You can certainly call her, talk with her, text her. She'd mm-hmm. love to talk with you. It okay. might be the best scenario as far as that's concerned. But as long okay. as we're talking, mm-hmm. I want to ask you, obviously the boyfriend, he wants you to have the abortion. But how do you feel? I mean, you stopped for me. We've been talking for a little bit. Mm. Is that something you really want to do? Have you have you kind of come to grips with the fact that what you're going to be doing is taking the life of your baby and you're comfortable with that? Well, no, it's not like what I want to do. Yeah. It's that, you know, this is just there's no other choice. Okay. So you feel like this is just the only choice for you? Yeah. I mean, you know, you got to have a place to live. Sure. And and I haven't been feeling so good since I got pregnant. I'm really worried about how I'm going to continue my job. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, I'm puking day and night right right now. It's a tough tough situation for sure. Well, you know, you just said that you really don't feel like abortion is something that you want to do, but you feel like it's something that you have to do. You know, if, if if I had a, you know, was in married in a stable relationship or even if I just thought that he was going to, you know, I, I can't bring this this baby into a world where with no home and no father. And that yeah. that's what's going to happen. Yeah. No home, no father and probably no job for me because I feel I feel like crap yeah. right now. Yeah. yeah. And certainly I can understand that. Never been in your situation exactly. But I've certainly dealt with situations like yours and I'm not pretending there are easy solutions to it. But what I am saying is. That once you take the life of your baby, that's something you cannot undo. And with all these unknowns in your situation, the unknowns about where you're going to stay and your relationship with your boyfriend, unknowns about your job, there's yeah. one thing that, that is known that if you go through with an abortion, that baby is going to going to be killed. Well, it's not a baby. I'm, well, I'm, only, I'm only like, I don't know, maybe four, maybe five weeks. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you just did say earlier mm-hmm. – um, that you didn't want to bring this baby into the world. Well, that's, that so you, was just so you would know what I was talking about. It's okay. just a clump of cells. I okay. Mean, yeah. yeah. Well, I want to show you in the brochure right here. Actually, it talks a little bit about how your baby's formed in the womb. And uh, your baby right here, as it says in the brochure, at just 18 to 21 days after conception, actually as early as 16, 17 days after conception, uh, scientifically, they've proven that your baby's heart begins to beat that early. Do you believe that? You mean now? Now yeah. it's Yeah. It's I mean, if, even if you're four weeks, five weeks along, your baby's heart's already been beaten for a couple of weeks. Now this is, you know, the Bible certainly speaks of the humanity of your child, that God loves your child, but scientifically, science has proven your baby's alive. Like that child is a living human being, your son or your daughter. Well, well, yeah, but, but, well, okay, so maybe that's true, but they, that still doesn't change the fact that I'm gonna lose, you know, my home, yeah, and um, maybe my job. Yeah, if what I'm saying is true, though, mm-hmm. think about it. If your baby is really a living human being, that's mm-hmm. really your son or your daughter. Mm-hmm. And I get your struggles are difficult, and I'm not saying that they're not, and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm certainly not pretending it's going to be easy. Mm-hmm. But if what I'm saying is true, isn't that baby worth? being protected well yeah in a perfect world but uh you know this isn't perfect this yeah. is uh, yeah and i don't i don't imagine when you were born that you were born in a perfect scenario right i don't imagine that your mom had it all together yeah, and had I, it all I never out. knew i never knew my dad yeah there's there's, so, there's no dad and i i and you know life was hard yeah, not absolutely. having a dad i don't want to what about my baby i don't i don't want my baby to have to suffer and struggle like that sure yeah i get it uh, but the truth is if you have an abortion your baby is going to suffer and struggle by the instruments of of death that that abortionist is going to use hmm. so you have to think about that I understand you want to save your baby you want to save yourself from from struggle mm. But believing that somehow abortion is going to make that 
not happen. There's not going to be struggle. Listen, your circumstance that you're in right now, think about it. You've got a boyfriend that's pressuring you to have an abortion. Yeah. Do you think yeah. that after you have the abortion, somehow the, the, the relationship is going to be magically made better? I mean, he's already using manipulation. Yeah. He's already using pressure. I, I, I would guess, I'm not going to imply anything, but I would guess that he's used these tactics in the past for other things. Yeah, he's, he's, he's actually kind of a jerk. He, yeah, he I, is kind of a jerk, but, you on know. On that point, I would probably agree. Well, <laughs> well I mean, I, I don't, yeah, yeah. I mean, if, if but but I'm trapped. I, he's he's, yeah. he's well, paying and, the and rent And that's really right what now. I'm saying, is you're yeah. not trapped. Hmm. The, the people that are standing right here on this sidewalk, the mm-hmm. folks that are standing right here, mm-hmm. that woman over there, that yeah. guy over there, yeah. These people are here to help you. Can you they, see that? Can they get me a place to stay? Absolutely. Yeah. Really? So, yeah. As a matter of fact, listen. Before we, you you got an appointment. I understand mm-hmm. that you want to go yeah. into the abortion center and keep your appointment. Yeah. You got pressure and things going on in your yeah. life. I get it. Yeah. But why not just just for a moment? Mm-hmm. Let's just take a breather. Okay. And just pull right over there at that ultrasound. You see that bright colored RV there? Just pull right over there. There's a nurse on board. I'll have one of our female counselors come over. She'll talk with you. They'll just get some basic information from you. They'll let you take a pregnancy test. You can have an ultrasound for free. None of the stuff that we have is going to cost you anything. Mm-hmm. And uh, and you can go on from there. No one's going to stop you from going into the abortion center. Mm-hmm. And then if you choose to keep your baby, you'll already have the Medicaid confirmation of pregnancy. If you need Medicaid, I don't know that you do, but mm-hmm. if you need that, yeah, that'll no, be. I, I, I sure would. But, that you know, those people there on the other side of the window are telling me just that you lie and that I need to just ignore you and pull in. Well, of course, they're the people that get paid to do the abortions. They're going to they're gonna mm-hmm. want you to go and have the abortion because they make money off of it. But guess where they're going to be after you've had the abortion? Nowhere to be found. Oh, <laughs> They're oh. not going to be offering you help. Mm. If you've got regrets. Are, are you like, Are you? why do you do this? Why are you Why are you here trying to, I mean, this baby, you don't know this baby. Yeah, why do you care? That's true. I, I care because the Lord cares about you. He cares about your baby. He mm. saved me. He rescued me. I was a dad at 17 years old in high school. Wow. The Lord has really turned my life right side up by what he's done in my life. And What happened? Did you did you keep the baby? Yeah. Yeah. Our daughter's oh. 23 years old now, and she's wow. a blessing from the Lord. Wow. I remember thinking those thoughts that abortion mm. might be the best option. Mm. Uh, but thank God, my, my girlfriend, who's now my wife, oh, wow. chose life. She was 15. I was 17. That was a difficult situation. Wow. But the Lord redeemed it. And in that situation, not not exactly like yours, but much like your situation where there was this pressure and there was this this temptation to trust abortion and to go that way. Um, God graciously used that terrible situation, which we couldn't see any end to any light at the end of the tunnel. God used that situation to turn our lives right side up. And so he can do that to you. What you've mm. got to do is you've got to put your trust in him. And this is really, um, really a trust issue. Mm. Will you trust him? Or are you going to trust those people that are getting paid to take the life of your baby? Well, I, like I said, I don't know. I don't know how much I believe in, in God right now or sure. trust him. But, but you say it's free. The, yeah. No, and no one will. I mean, I, I got to get an ultrasound, I guess, in there. Is it, isn't yeah. it, can't I just go in there? And, well, and they're going to charge you money in there to get oh. the ultrasound. Oh. And then oftentimes they're not going to show you the ultrasound. Ooh, wonder why they wouldn't show you the ultrasound. I mean, think about it. Why are, why are they afraid if it's just a blob of tissue, a clump of cells? We've talked to many women that have gone in there, they've paid $185 for the ultrasound, and they won't even show it to them. Isn't that kind of scandalous? Mm. Yeah, that is. Mm. Well, would I, so on the ultrasound, you, you think I would actually see a heart? Can, can I see a heart? Well, I think depending on how far along you are, if you're mm-hmm. correct and thinking that you're four weeks along, um, probably too early to really see anything. But I would guess that you're maybe a little further along than that. And I think mm-hmm. the nurse on board would certainly be able to pin that down for you and, uh, and get, you the, get you in the right direction. So you so you said you would, you, I I wouldn't be homeless. You you'd be able to find me a place to Absolutely. stay. Absolutely, yeah. We have yeah. all kinds of ministries in the Charlotte area. Are you from the Charlotte area? Oh uh, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. We have ministries. You know, even if you're not from the Charlotte area, we have connections with ministries all over the southeast here. Yeah, but I don't I don't know. I mean, <sighs> what about all the things I would need? I I. I'm just barely making it. That's why yeah. my boyfriend kicks me out. Not only do I have no place to live, but I can barely afford even 
food for us, yeah. let alone, I mean, a baby. Yeah. I, I, I can't, I don't have anyone that's going to be giving me things. And so right. what, what would I do? Yeah. Well, again, I'm not pretending the situation is going to be going to be perfect, that everything's going to be provided or anything like that. But we do have resources to meet your needs. We've got, we got churches from all over the Charlotte area mm-hmm. that will walk alongside you, that will help you with some of those financial struggles. Mm-hmm. We'll throw you a baby shower. Give you many of the things that you need for your baby. We'll uh, we'll help you out with diapers and formula. We'll help you again to find a place to stay. We've helped women um, get plugged into a maternity home or an apartment. We can help you with all kinds of stuff. It's it's really just kind of a one step at a time. Like take the first good step, do the mm-hmm. do the first right thing, mm-hmm. and then the other things will come along as you put your trust in the Lord. And you're saying I could go see my baby right now. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, and no strings attached? Every, no I, strings I attached. Be... I mean, I certainly don't want you to go in there and take the life of your baby. I, I don't okay. want that to happen. Yeah. Yeah. But I can't stop you. Yeah. So if you go in that mobile ultrasound unit, you see your baby, you decide, you know, I still got to do this. I still got to have the abortion. There's nothing we can do to stop you. We're gonna, not going to lock you in the, in, the, in the RV. You can step right out and go and keep your appointment at the abortion center. But I do think mm-hmm. that it would be good for you just to at least give your baby a chance. Just give your child a chance. You obviously, you've been talking to me for you know, 15, 20 minutes now. Mm. Obviously, to me, you don't want to do this. Well, to tell you the truth, I didn't sleep at all last night. Yeah. And I was, um, I don't pray. I haven't prayed in a long time. Right. But, I mean, I was just thinking, God, if if you're there... Just give me a sign. Yeah. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe this is, I don't know, maybe this has got sign. Yeah. Mm. I mean, think about it. You just showed up to an abortion clinic. Yeah. You probably thought if you did see people out here, they're just going to be yelling at you. Yeah, that's what they told me. Yeah. When I, when I and yet you stopped it. and talked to me. And we've yeah. been having a conversation for quite a while. Yeah. Do I look like some mean, angry person to you? Not like what they described. Yeah. <laughs> then you've got. A whole sidewalk full of people out here yeah. that are offering help. You got a free ultrasound, free pregnancy test mm-hmm. right there. Mm-hmm. I think this might be an answer to the prayer that you prayed. God, give me a sign. This is your sign. I mean, I think if you prayed that, mm-hmm. the Lord answered it. He did his part. Why don't you do yours? Just go see your baby on the ultrasound. Hmm. Well, maybe I'll just go in and, you know, and let them know. Yeah. And- well, Listen, I get it. You got an appointment. Yeah. You feel like you got to keep yeah. that appointment. Yeah. I, I certainly understand that. Mm-hmm. But as I mentioned, these people are the ones that make money. They are the ones that get paid. And once you get inside of that place, they're going to have a hook in you. And they're going to try to everything they can to make you go through with this abortion. Again, they're they're a business. They Does make that money. happen? Have you heard that? that, yeah, that absolutely. Happens? Absolutely yeah. it happens. Oh, wow. Because, wow. again, you think about it, they're... They're a business that makes money off of abortions. Mm. They don't want you. Why they told you that we're a bunch of angry, mean protesters out here because they don't want you to stop and talk with us. Mm. They don't want you to go on that RV because they know that you'll see your baby quite possibly. And you'll realize that that baby has value and you need to protect it and not go through with the abortion. What do I do about uh, my boyfriend? Yeah. I mean, he's going to be mad. Well, sure, but I think, think about it. This is a guy who's pressuring you to do something that you said earlier you don't really want to do. Mm-hmm. Is that really a guy that you need to be concerned about his opinion? Think about it. He's trying to pressure you to take the life of his own child. Yeah. I mean, you know, like I said, sometimes he's a real jerk, but um, is there someone that would talk to him? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'd love to have lunch with him, sit down with him if he's willing to. Um I'll call him on the phone. I'll text him, whatever. I'll, I'll try to reach out to him. Okay. And maybe I, I've seen situations, actually quite a few situations, where the guy is pressuring the woman to have an abortion. Yeah. And yet after she chooses life and she decides she's not going to have the abortion, he backs off and then ends up embracing fatherhood and is like actually a pretty good guy. Like God can use this situation to turn his life around, too. Is that what happened to you? Um, in some measure, that's what happened to me. Yeah. And hmm. uh, I know from from talking to many men, sometimes maybe, and I don't know the whole situation, he could just be a complete jerk. Hmm. 
Or he could. Maybe he's never had a father in his life. Maybe he's never yeah, seen no, what it is he, to be a dad. He doesn't. He doesn't. Yeah. And honestly, he just, I mean, this happened so fast. I haven't really known him all that long, but we moved in together and yeah. I got pregnant and he doesn't have kids and he he just got a new job. So, yeah, he was kind of freaking out. Yeah. And he's speaking from a place of fear. Yeah. And probably is scared of even the prospect of being a dad. Mm-hmm. But here, here's the reality. Here's what I want you to understand, right? Before you, you go in that mobile unit, it's probably, I've said as, as much as I can say, mm-hmm. I think it would be important for you just to go over there, talk to the nurse there, get a pregnancy test, ultrasound. I think that'd be good. But I will say this, whatever the situation is, your baby is precious. You're a mother already. Mm-hmm. Your boyfriend, he's a father already. That's not something that's going to happen in the undefined future where he's going to be a dad you're going to be a mom. You're already a mom. Mm. There's a baby inside of your womb right now that's alive right now. That child is your son or your daughter. And to go inside of that place and to pay them your money to take the life of your baby, ultimately that's going to lead to the destruction of your child. Your son or daughter will die. And that's the truth of what abortion does. And I know they don't want you to understand that truth inside of there. They want you to believe it's just a blob of tissue. Yeah, that's what they, they said. Yeah, it of was course. just a product of conception and yeah. it, it, it would be okay and it wasn't a really big deal. Does it hurt? Do abortions hurt? Well, I've never had one myself, uh-huh. <laughs> but I have talked to many women that have. Yeah. And uh, even with the abortion pill, sometimes people imagine like that's that's a little less Yeah, that's what I would do because, yeah, I, I, oh. I wouldn't do the surgery because, yeah. yeah, that rips. I heard that rips the, you know, product of conception apart, but I don't know. That was gross, but, but. A pill. I mean, you just take a pill. And right, then, yeah. Yeah. Well, even that is a, is a pretty violent procedure. If you yeah. read the paperwork they give you inside of there, it'll mm. tell you that one out of 500 women that take the abortion pill, that go through the abortion pill procedure, will require a blood transfusion. Oh, wow. So they probably told you that it'll just be like a menstrual yeah. cycle. Yeah, and, that's what they that's said. Yeah. yeah. That's not true. As a oh. matter of fact, um, there are many people that have had abo- t- gone through the abortion pill procedure and have... Um, put their testimonies online of how you know, pretty, pretty gruesome it was. Mm. You're going to be bleeding. if Again, if you read the paperwork that they give, you're not just mm. what they told you, but read the fine print and the paperwork. They say that you'll be passing golf ball size blood clots. Oh. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Oh, that's awful. Is, is this picture here of a, does that really happen? That's what an uh, abortion looks like. Yeah. That, that, yeah. That, that's, that's an aborted baby. That's a baby at about 11 weeks that has been aborted. Now, you're earlier than that from what you told me. Yeah. Um, but still your baby has a head, arms, legs, fingers and toes, he or she, they're they're very small. Yeah. But yet they're still going to be brutally killed by what goes on inside of that mm. place. So yeah, this is a graphic truth right here you see it in our brochure. Yeah. of what abortion does. That's not in there just to gross you out. That's in there to to share with you the truth. Hey, the the fact of the matter is you can believe the lie that it's a blob of tissue or a clump of cells, that it's not a baby, but you're going to understand the truth about abortion. The stuff that I'm telling you, I'm not telling you out of just like my opinion. I'm mm-hmm. speaking from medical fact. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm speaking pr- from a perspective of knowledge, not just I'm not trying to sell you anything. I don't have anything that I want you to buy from me. I'm not asking for you to give me donations or anything like that. We have things we want to give you. So I have no reason to lie to you. And uh, even if I was, you got a smartphone there. The stuff that I'm telling you, check it out. Yeah, I didn't. If, I didn't dare to look at sure what what happened or what that baby looks at, like you know, at the stage that I am. But yeah, maybe I should. Yeah, maybe, definitely. Maybe I mean, I you're going to understand the truth about abortion, right? They yeah. want you to believe this blob of tissue, a clump of cells, but you're yeah. not going to be able to help but to satisfy your curiosity. Oftentimes, only after you've had the abortion of Really, was what that guy saying true? Was my baby's heart really beating? Did my baby yeah. really have little arms and legs, fingers and toes? Was it yeah. really a baby? Yeah. And you're going to find out that truth. So mm. tell you what, I, th- I think there's been a great conversation. I appreciate you stopping and talking, but why not just pull over there? Just go on board that mobile ultrasound unit again. You can step right off and go in the abortion clinic if you want to. But why not just go over there and just take advantage of that for free and uh, and – just see see what happens. All right. All right. I'll I'll try. 
I'll give it a shot. I'll go on over. All right. Cool. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Faith. <laughs> All right. Well, so that was our role-playing scenario. That was, that actually, was actually very realistic. Honestly, yeah. that is a very – the things that I said are honestly things that I have heard probably – Thousands of times. Yeah, yeah. And you and did it. You did a good job. Okay. You did a good job. So, so I will critique you now. Okay. Critique so, so me. that so that our audience will know because yeah. I've been again. I've been on both sides of this. Yeah. Um, and uh, both hearing the mom and and being the counselor and um, you asked a lot of questions. You were very empathetic. I got the sense that you were hearing me and that's really important i've had many moms tell me that it's yeah. very important that you reflect upon what they have said and make sure they feel that they have been heard so you didn't minimize right the situation that i was in but you introduced gently the reality yeah you know you you reframed and rephrased what i was saying from a completely different perspective than what i was seeing it from and I was seeing it from a position of fear, which you said. Yeah. And you were seeing it from God's eyes and what 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 was really happening. Um, so that was that was really good. It it kind of helped to just bring that you were calm. Yeah. And while I was terrified and frantic, and so to bring that calm, we've heard that over and over again. Um, that it that they feel calm and peace. Yeah. When, especially once they get on yeah, therapy. Yeah, absolutely. But so it's really important when you're talking with the mom to be that way. And so so you were um, taking the name. That's one of those strategies that we do a lot. I purposely gave myself the name Faith to see yeah. if you would run with that one. <laughs> uh, but it, it's it's always good. I think oftentimes there's clues. Yeah. And so using those clues to, to help. And then what, when Faith began to waver... Um, that you didn't um you you took your time before kind of making the closing point look just why don't you go on the RV yeah. you um you helped her to come through the questions she asked and the concerns she had and you talking her through those you helped her to be at a point where she was ready to say all right I'm I'm willing to go on there yeah yeah, and that's kind of what I'm always going for is if I can get them to go on that mobile unit, if I can get them yeah. just away from that scenario, mm -hmm. I know that the conversation can get more in depth. Mm -hmm. I know almost always that just that initial, because I do try to ask that initial question, mm -hmm. what makes you feel like abortion is an option for you? Right. And the boyfriend thing was, was the right. main that thing was the there. Main thing. Yeah. But quite possibly there are other issues. Mm -hmm. There's maybe even fear of pregnancy. I know mm -hmm. Faith mentioned that uh, she had morning sickness, and, right. and that was a right. situation. I, I didn't really get into too much depth with that, Yeah, but the nurse would, right? right. They would get into yeah. all of that. Yeah. And the fact that that wasn't mentioned right away is an indication to me that it probably is not the main issue. It's probably more of a like grasping at straws thing, like, oh, here's another thing. Oh, and here's another thing. Yeah. And so yeah. all these things are yeah. used as a justification, right? Right. But the fact that, that faith and these moms that we engage with are continuing in the conversation. Mm -hmm. That's always an, a good sign. That is that a good happens. sign. That's an indication. Yeah. yeah. And that there's still some response going on. Yeah. That's an and indication. That there's conflict. That there is yeah. conflict or she wouldn't have bothered. Yeah. You absolutely. know, usually the moms where they just, their mind really, or they think their mind is made up. In my opinion, no one's mind ever really is truly right. made up. And you truly can make headway with everyone yeah. if, if just the right either questions or demeanor or whatever but um yeah. but yeah when when someone will engage that long it's almost always there's a significant amount of conflict yeah, yeah absolutely i think something also that we divulged in in this little um play acting was she faith said she didn't really believe in god and yeah. she had been a you know gone to church as a little girl but but then she was talking about that she had prayed for a sign and while it sounds like maybe I was just being easy on you and giving you some ammunition so that, you know, you didn't like make fool of yourself in yeah. our podcast. Honestly, that happens all the time oh, absolutely. In, in the discussions with the women. They they will they will say they don't bring God into the equation. But then when you then do, they, do. Yeah. they they actually um, give an indication that, yeah, they're feeling bad before God over what they are thinking about doing yeah so that's absolutely. another i think key point to keep in mind don't don't give up on god yeah uh, if keep 
seeing if you can reintroduce, which you did over yeah, and over again. Of course. Keep reintroducing yeah. God into the discussion. And, and it finally, and this is the way it often evolves in, in my experience counseling, finally she gave in and said, you know what? As a matter of fact, I was concerned and praying for a sign. Yeah, yeah. And that is a common common it theme. Is. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. So let's give the folks a little bit of the perspective of an abortion-minded dad. Okay. So in this scenario, you're the counselor. Okay. I'm the abortion-minded dad. Is the mom in? She's, she's in the in there, or is she in the yeah. car? So still? she's she's in the abortion clinic. Okay. She's already gone in and checked in for her appointment. I'm pulling out, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm kind of okay with her having the abortion. But if it were me, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have the abortion. Like if it was my body, okay. then I wouldn't do it. Since it's her body, it's not really my thing. Yeah. So that's kind of the scenario. And by the way, that's a very common scenario. Yeah. Sort of like this apathetic, um, really, really complacent kind of attitude that many mm-hmm. of these men have. So that's the scenario. I'm pulling out of the abortion center. Okay. And I've stopped in the driveway to mm-hmm. take your information. And that's the scenario. Okay. Ready for it? So, hey. Hey there, do, do you mind stopping just for a second? Just let me give you some information that, that sure, can yeah. help. What, yeah, what's yeah. This? So, did what's you, this information? Well, it's um, it's our list of resources, help that we have. It it talks about what actually happens in an abortion. It talks about the development of the baby. Let me just show you. See right here. Do you, do you know how far you drop someone? I saw yeah. you dropped a yeah, said my, that my your girlfriend. your yep. girlfriend. Okay, and how far along is she? Do you know? I mean, I think probably like. I think maybe she said seven, eight weeks. Seven or eight weeks. Okay. Is it your baby? Yeah. Okay. It is your baby. So how do you feel about your, your baby's going to die today in, um, well, I mean, first of all, I don't, I don't think it's a baby. Okay. Um, but, uh, I mean, I'm a guy. Yeah. He's a girl. Yeah. I I can't have kids. Okay. She can. Yeah. And I can't get pregnant. She can. Okay. So, I mean, maybe. I think maybe if, if it was my decision, I'd say probably not. I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. could be a kid, could not be. I, mm-hmm. I don't know. Okay. But uh, I'm kind of leaving it on her. I'm just okay. here to support her. And okay. What she's doing. Well, yeah, you know, I I get you want to respect her as a, as a woman, but okay. First of all, you said it it's not a baby. Well, okay. so you said seven or eight weeks uh, yeah. along. Okay. So do you know that by um. As early as 17 to 18 days following conception, that little baby in her womb already has a beating heart. Did oh, you yeah? know that? Yeah. I, yeah. I didn't know that. Did you know that at six weeks, that child in the womb uh, has detectable brain waves? Okay. Okay. Well, so tell me, does a, a beating heart, brain waves, what do you think is in there then? If it's not a baby, what is it? Well, I'm, I mean, I hadn't, I hadn't put a whole lot of thought to it. Yeah. Um, but I mean, okay, it's it's a baby. Okay. But. Yeah. And how about let me ask you if if uh, when do you think it became human? It, is she carrying like a lion in there, chimpanzee <laughs> or? No, I don't, no. I don't think okay. so. Okay. Okay. So when do you think it became a little human being? Well, I'd say when she got pregnant. I right. Guess, yeah. Right away. And, and you know, science backs, backs me up on that, that um, okay. from the moment of conception, all the human DNA that that little person will ever have is, is already there. Yeah. So so let me ask okay. you. Um, so you're you said that it's not really of of your concern. It's it's. Yeah, her. I mean, really. So, again, like I'm a dude. She's yeah. a girl. Yeah. I can't get pregnant. She can. Right. What am I going to be telling her what to do with her body? Like, right. That yeah. doesn't seem like what I should be doing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so do you believe in God? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I believe, you in, believe God. in God. Yeah. What, do, what do you think God um, would have you do as the, do you, you're the father of the baby. We've agreed now it, it is a baby, a little human being, a little person, and, and you are this little person's father, right? So what do you think, do you know what the Bible says or what God says about about your role as as a father of a baby? Uh, well, I mean, I haven't really thought about it in those terms, I guess. I just kind of figured it was a medical thing that she needed to do, and she wasn't wanting to be pregnant anymore. So yeah, yeah. I just well, would support her and what, what she wanted to do. Right. I mean, after all, 
she does have a right to do this. Right? Well, she she has the ability to go in there and and take the life of that child. But if 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 you say you you claim you love you love God, yeah. Well, God says that that baby is knitted together by Him in the womb, wonderfully and fearfully made. That God uses the same word for an unborn baby as a born baby. Did you know that? It's no, the same word in, in the New Testament. The word is brephos. So the God says in the sixth commandment, do you know what that is? The sixth commandment. Um, You shall not judge? No. Actually, it's uh, that you shall not murder. And and can when when the word murder is used, what do you think that's applying to? Like, can you murder a cat? Um. Well, you can I mean, kill a cat, right? Yeah. Murder is applied to human beings, though. And okay. you said that's a human being. And, and if if that was a two-year-old, that was your two-year-old. You two had had a two-year-old together, right? Yeah. And she said, listen, that that two-year-old is causing a lot of struggle and problems for me. And um, I have the right to take care of my mental health and emotional health. And so I'm... And they're suffering, yeah. and and so I'm going to go kill our two year old. Would you? Do you think you would drive away and say, <laughs> no, "Well, then. okay"? So, okay what, what do you think is the difference then? And and you said again, you love you love God, and I pointed out, well, God uses the same word for a baby that's born or a baby that's unborn. So, what do you think? Will will God look at this situation? Because one day the Bible says you will stand before God and give an accounting yeah, yeah. of right, right? And you've probably heard if if you know yeah, God, you know your absolutely. Bible, you know He talks about that. You will give an accounting of what you have done here on earth. What do you think God, or what will you say to God, um, when if if you were to allow her to go kill that two year old? You know that's wrong. Well, what will you say to God if you allow her to go, or do nothing to stop, till the moment that it's too late, well, the I mean, killing of of that child, yeah, that I mean, little God, human God being? God understands like the stuff that we go through. Like He He understands we make bad choices and bad decisions and so I, I think even though it might not be the best thing mm-hmm. he, he understands mm-hmm. well think? god is god understands everything god understands everything he's god he knows everything but he is very clear that we are not to sin that he doesn't want what god desires of us is that we will follow and obey him he didn't make the 10 commandments uh so that we would disregard them in fact he says follow these he says i set before you life or death blessing or curse therefore choose life he wants us to do what's right and to to choose to follow him and to literally in that case choose life so just because god gives us the ability to wander from him that isn't his desire. And in fact, there is, there's consequences and oftentimes severe consequences when we wander from God and when we don't obey him. Yeah. So, okay. you know, I mean, you, you're here, you said this is your girlfriend, and what do you think the Bible says about sex outside of marriage? You've obviously conceived a baby, well, so. I mean... You know, uh, we, we all sin. Okay, so. right. But specifically, now you're kind of hedging the question here, so maybe you know the answer. God's pretty clear about sex outside of marriage. It's We're not yeah. to do it, right? Did it lead you to a place you want to be? Do you want to be here watching your baby no, get killed? No. Okay, so it, when, when you wandered from God's commandment, commandments about sexual purity, um, it didn't lead to a place where you want to be. And in fact, it's led to a place where you are now in a position where you are going to allow or at least not stop or do everything in your power to stop the killing of an innocent human being that is your son or daughter. Yeah. And so God's commandments, do you think he gives the, those commandments to spoil your fun? No, but I mean— if I agreed with you and if I was like thinking that we shouldn't do this, mm-hmm. she's already in there. 
Yeah, she is. Like, she is. What am I going to do? Yeah, Go in well, there and drag her out, or I mean, how, yeah, no, what, you, you what know, can you, I like, do? like you said, you can't force. You you can't force, and none of us can force. I can't force you to go in there, and and much as I'd like to, I can't to force yeah. you to go in there and and speak for your baby. But I will tell you, I've been out here a long time, and I have seen men that have gone in at this last ditch moment and asked to speak to the woman and sometimes they won't let them because they know what's going to happen they know that someone might talk that woman out of an abortion and they want their money for the abortion yeah but you can go in there we've had men go in there and say hey it's a family emergency i need to talk to my girlfriend and that's not a lie by the way this is a family emergency. That is your family. That is your son or daughter that is um, about to die. That's as big an emergency as you will ever face. And so we have had men go in, say that, the woman come and talk with them, and the man stand up, not only for the child, but to say, I will be there for you. I will commit to doing for you whatever is necessary so that you feel that we can do this, that we can take care of this baby and allow this child, our child, to live. And I've, ha- I've seen women leave. Okay. So let me ask you have, you, have you ever told her, no matter what, I will, I will take care of you, I will take care of that baby, I will do everything I can in my power to be the father I'm supposed to be before God to to that baby and to to make sure that you feel supported and not alone in this. Have you yeah. ever said something like that to her? I mean, not really. Just kind of told her, you know, maybe I, if it was up to me, I wouldn't want her to do it, but I'll support her in whatever. Yeah, yeah. So, well, you know how sometimes a woman perceives that, and I get, I understand what you think you're doing is being respectful, but what... As a woman, I will tell you that sometimes what that feels like, what I hear is, eh, you know, it's your problem. Yeah. You 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 deal with it and you know I'm cool. Yeah. But but what I wanna hear is that's my baby. I love that baby, and I love you. And if you don't love her, obviously you can't say that, but I I know that that together we can do what is necessary to support and take care of this child. And I'm sorry that I have put you in this position, but I'm going to step up to the responsibility as a man and as a father of that child, and I'm going to do what is necessary so that you know that I am there to help you in this pregnancy and birth of this child and raising this child. Yeah. You think you could do that? Go back and I mean, I'll tell you, yeah. it may feel like like it's too late, but like I said, I've been out here many years and it is not too late till that baby's dead. If you drive away now, then before God, you're going to have to say, "Yeah, the baby was still alive, but I went to McDonald's to get lunch." Or before God, you could say, "I went back in there." And I did my very best for as long as I could to fight for that life of that child. And which do you think would please God more? Well, um, and the last thing, yeah, going in there and yeah. trying to talk with her, yeah. So. And and you can tell her when you go in there and talk with her. You can talk about. There's this lady that I just spoke with out here, and here's the information she gave me. And she told me that we have all kinds of resources that can help. I mean, some of the things you could go tell her, we have a baby shower that provides two years of what that baby will need. We have free pregnancy tests, free ultrasound. We help with pregnancy Medicaid verification. We appoint a mentor who is someone that will walk alongside her, along with you, sir, for the entire pregnancy and beyond, and will address every single option she faces and will be there with the backing of a church to help her. If you go in and offer all those things, you might change her mind. We've seen it so many times. Would, so, you know, if, would you be willing to give that a shot? Yeah, I'll, I'll try. 
I'll right. see what I can do. All right. Is it okay if I pray with you before yeah. you go in there? Absolutely. Dear Heavenly Father, I, I think that, that this young man knows what is the right thing to do before you and that he wants to do the right thing. And he's been afraid, but he knows now that he can. He has the right. That's his child. He has the right. And he even has the responsibility to go in there and fight for that baby as hard as he can. And I pray, Lord, enable and empower him to do what is necessary. And may your Holy Spirit move him both of their hearts and turn their hearts not only to the precious life of that child, but to you as well. In Jesus' name I pray. All right. So that's a little bit of a scenario between a counselor and an abortion-minded dad. Uh, hope it was informative, equipping. There's all kinds of variables, all kinds of ways. Sometimes they're more passive, like I was being, and agreeable sometimes they're not so agreeable we'll, we'll likely do some more role playing if this is a blessing to you guys let us know because we'll likely do some more of this and just bring up some of these different scenarios again we've encountered hundreds thousands of conversations over the years and so we could probably <laughs> have all kinds of different angles to come from yeah maybe in their comments they could uh they could offer a situation they faced that has yeah. been really difficult and we could maybe talk about role playing that yeah, yeah. So you could certainly reach out to us and, mm -hmm. and let us know what some of those scenarios might be. Um, you reach me at Daniel at lovelife.org. You reach her, Vicky at lovelife.org. I'm not going to cr critique you because that, that you might hurt me or something. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but I thought it was good. I think it's always listening in on people. It's always kind of a learning experience. So we hope it was a blessing to you guys. We hope that you guys will share this podcast. Let it be a blessing to others. Let us know if you have suggestions for future podcasts for us. If you like this kind of thing, the role-playing thing, we would certainly be more than willing to do more of this. So let us know. But until next time, God bless. Nothing's too precious since I met